Welcome, Welcome everybody to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my co-host, with my guy, Jordan. Sure. And today we are finishing off book two. Dormant Archive, The Words of Radiance. And I'm not gonna lie to you, the Sanderlanch was kind of good, but then... I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like it, it was good, but it wasn't the best Sandra Lynch, I think, out there. But wasn't this some of his insane. first books written? These? No. Oh. No, he wrote Westbourne before this. Oh, okay. I was going to say, for some reason, I thought I thought that was true, but I guess not. Yeah, so uh, this is, for those of you who have not been keeping up with the chapter number specifically, this is 79 all the way down to the epilogue. Yep. Um, and yes, yeah, so, I mean... Again, uh, it, for me saying that it's like it's like calling Usain Bolt, you know, this isn't the fastest he's ever run. It's like, OK, but it's still faster than, you know, <laughs> like ninety nine point nine nine percent of mankind could ever hope to achieve. Right. So, you know, it, it, we're we're deliberating between like. um you know, uh, perfection in, in in the final act, and then other slightly less perfection in the final act. It's still good. Um, it's still very epic. I think for me, the issue is action scenes in general don't really do it for me when it oh, comes really? to writing. I know we've went over this a couple of times in the past, but like, even though Sanderson actually objectively writes very good action scenes. But I just, like, I think for me, majority of action scenes don't do it in writing because mm -hmm. I know that Sanderson's not a George R. R. Martin or a Joe Abercrombie where he was going to kill off his characters. Oh, so yeah. Because of, because of that, my... Immediately. And it, you can say that's not fair, and I, I wouldn't blame you for, you know, getting angry with me. But right. if you say that, like, you know... Oh, it's so enjoyable. More power to you. I wish I could enjoy, but in my mind, like as soon as I know that this author's not gonna kill off a character it in the midst of a battle, like I I just I get jaded. Because I know there's there's no uh suspense suspense buildup. You know, there's no uh how to explain it. Uh, fear that a character is going to die. There's no, oh, man, oh, yeah. who's going to get it? Who's going to get it? With Game I, of Thrones, that was a thing. You're reading the book or watching the show. You were like, dude, anyone could die at this moment, right? And they did. <laughs> and they did. So that, that's why I just felt like this book just didn't, uh, none of Sanderson's books like really get me on the action side. Even though, again, objectively speaking, the action in Sanderson's book is very well done. Right. Um, so, but despite that, the final battle was still. It, I'll be honest with you. Um, the battles in Words of Radiance, I think, were still fun compared to uh, his normal stuff. Right. Like yeah. I remember the in Miss in uh, Well of Ascension. I think it was when uh, Zane and Vin attack lord Seth's <coughs> castle right yeah that was cool but i was like eh, or whatever I, i'm not really interested but in this both the the tournament with adolin and kaladin when they fight you know 2v3 essentially right. 
And then, well, I mean, technically Renarin was in there, but I mean, come yeah, on, whatever. it's Renarin, like Renarin. <laughs> Literally, he was just a bullet sponge for one of the guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Renarin. Well, actually, we'll get to him in a second as to why he was so useless in that tournament, which is really cool. It was really nice how it all wrapped up there. But yeah, um, the action sequence in that tournament and then this final battle was was one of his better, more well done scenes. Oh, you think? Yeah. The, 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 for me, the imagery, and I'm not very good at imagery, the imagery of the two storms colliding with each other, right? You yeah. Have, like the red storm that's, to my understanding, being summoned by the Prashendi. And then you had the other storm, which is being summoned by the uh, Stormfather. Yeah. Which we finally got the confirmation that I've kind of called back in book one. Nah, you don't call anything. That's a lie. That is 100. No, dude. That I, is I am, by the way. Okay, we need to cover this right now. I no. am a nope. freaking oracle. I am Nostradamus. Even though I don't try to call out stuff, I am very wow. accurate. These are high titles, man. These, These are high titles from your I don't mortal. think they're high enough, to be honest with how good I don't I think you're shard status yet. I <laughs> think nah, you need to stay nah, down nah, at Kelsey. I'm pretty sure I'm a herald at this point. Oh. Like, wow. Um, but no, I mean, I think that's the thing is that I just... I don't. I think when I'm not concentrating on trying to pick up, you know, stuff, I I, mm -hmm. I do better at picking stuff up. <laughs> there you go. Um, you because, know what? However, it needs to be explained, brother. You go ahead and let it be explained. <laughs> and that's that's honestly how I would explain it. If, when I notice any time I try and make an a uh, concentrated effort to, uh, you know, predict something. It's trash. Like I'm dead. But whenever I don't, I'm just like I'm just gonna read it and enjoy it as it happens, and I'll just make my predictions along the way as I see it. I turn out to be usually pretty good now. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I was right about almost everything. I said that Yasna, like, remember I said I'm like, there's something off about her death, just the way like, yeah, she was stabbed in the heart. But I said maybe she's in the. Uh, remind me of the name of the place with the beads, the black beads. Um, Shadesmar? Shadesmar. Yeah. That like she might be in Shadesmar, kinda like um Kaladin with uh you know, in Secret History. Um oh. So that's that that was my thing. Now obviously I was off by a bit, but I wasn't off that much. Um A lot. You were off a ton. Sorry. I mean <laughs> at the end of the day she's still alive, so boom. I kid, I kid, I kid, I get on my level. Um But and then also Shalon um okay so this was cool uh the whole concept of the spren are the shard blades which again i don't know if you remember i want to say it was either in the beginning of book two or the end of book one where sil says that she doesn't like the people using um shard blades because yeah it's kind of uh, and now we know um now that we finished book two that they're <laughs> essentially the corpses of spren Yes, technically. And that's like, that's, <clears throat> that's dark. I feel like if I was her, I would have thrown a bigger fit than she did. Well, and here's the thing, man. Like, they, again, if, if you're not a spren yourself, you don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you, I just have a shard blade. It's just a corpse of a spren. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't, obviously, Yasna and people that actually have spren care more. But mm -hmm. you really don't care if you're, if you're Adolin. You don't give a crap if you're dead or not. 
No, I agree. Um, and now my my thing is is what happens when Spren die? See, because they I mean, okay, okay. So, uh, so let's talk about this. Sill essentially died for the lack of a better term. Like she died, died right. In but a way, in before whenever. that, she was a wind spren, and she floated with the wind. So she was technically alive, just not conscious. Yes. So I I do have to wonder, those spren that bonded, you know, and then they broke their oaths. I'm talking about the Knights Radiant, right? Right. When mm-hmm. they broke their oaths, like, those spren have to still be around. And I guess they're around in the form of shard blades. But the other thing, okay, the other thing I remember I brought up was, like, I wonder if the Knights Radiant have to use swords, because, I mean, Kaladin is a spear master, right? Mm-hmm. So what if he just wants to use a spear? And lo and behold, still can turn into whatever weapon he needs. I know, dude. I've been waiting so long. I am so excited that you got to read that part. That, was that so is cool. amazing. That is it so is, cool. It's beautiful. I mean, like... Imagine she's like, okay, archery time. And he just like, she turns into a bow and arrow. Like that, that, that's, ah, that's so cool. Um, but um, Renarin being a truth watcher. Um, How do you feel about that? I'm not going to claim that it wasn't set beforehand because it clearly was right in that tournament when he um, kind of froze because he touched <laughs> that shard blade and then he kind of like, all that screaming, right? Because of the dead spren. Um, because they were roasted. They were roasting. Yeah. So those. So I, I understand it was set beforehand. I just don't personally. I kind of like it. And I don't like it. I don't like it in the sense that like it feels a cheap way to make Renarin more interesting. Yeah. Um, I because mean, Renarin was just like the nerdy brother that was just like not even nerdy in a useful sense. Right. Where Shallan's nerdy, but at least, you know, she's. She's figuring out the Voidbringers and the Everstorm and where Urithiru is and all that stuff. So she's figuring all that stuff out. So, but, so since he's a Truth Watcher, do you know his abilities? I, to my understanding, I know he has he has he shares one abilities with uh what's her face with the Lightweavers, and which also that's another thing I was right about by the way that like if you're looking at the the graph of the Knights Radiant, they the ones that intersect each other they share one ability so yeah i'm kind of a genius is basically what i'm trying to say um okay you got yeah. some stuff right all right i got a lot of big stuff right okay i am yeah i'm basically brandon sanderson to be honest i think oh all right wow you know what okay. i won't even fight you on that the you can be sanderson <laughs> because if you don't write another book i'm punching you mm. okay we'll, we'll sell this in the streets yeah but no, I mean, you know, like I, I liked that concept because I think that's one of the things that Sanderson does really, really well um, is maintaining power scaling. Other yes. than other than when you get to god tier powers, which I mean, come on, it's a god, right? Like, what kind of god is it that they're not basically all powerful? Barring not a good that, one. the idea that you have a limitation on your powers. And, you know, like, for example, if I am a steel runner, that's, and, and, I'm, and I'm not a Mistborn, I'm just a steel runner, right? Like the, uh, I forget what they're called, they're not Farukamis, the ones that can only do Farukami on one, one metal. It's though. a Twinborn. Yeah, that's a Twinborn, but what, what, what do you refer, refer to a Farukamis who can only use, like, one metal? 
a fairing. Fairing, yeah. So if you're if you can only be a steel runner, you cannot be using copper mines at all. Like right, that that's just that's law. Now that's the way of life. Yeah, use that extra power. That's another story. Um, but I mean, I guess I guess I I guess through hemorrhage, I guess you could. (laughs) Yes, no, and so with another established magic system to come in to kind of buff you in that extra way. Other than that, there's not much that you can do. But but again, that's one of the things I love about his thing is that, you know, if you're a, um, for example, in the case of Kaladin, who is uh, a Windrunner, right? He doesn't get Bondsmith powers. He does not get Truth Watcher powers or Lightweaver powers, Mm -hmm. which, oh, that's another thing. Um, Seth Sansan Volano, you can't not say his full name, I feel like sometimes. No, you couldn't. Um, But yes. He is a skybreaker. Yes. And I also said, right, that there, uh, it, I have a feeling that he's going to turn around and be, like, redeemed almost. And it does seem like it's leaning that way. You think? I think so. I definitely think that he's going to be, quote-unquote, redeemed. Maybe not, like, become good, but I do think he's going to... Uh, I mean, you know, if he's a skybreaker, then I assume... Like, we have no confirmation that there were any, quote, bad Knights Radiant. So I guess with, we haven't. You're right. With that in mind, I just I think that that's why he's going to be redeemed. It's just for that purpose alone. So you think that? I don't know, man. It's tough to tough to come back because he did he did murder a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, but so did Darth Vader, and he was redeemed in the end. Well, I mean, in fact, he killed several planets, right? So I mean, I mean really... is he redeemed or did he just die? No, he was definitely redeemed. I mean, he was redeemed by the Force itself because he comes back as Hayden Christensen. <laughs> okay, fine. The, the young version, right? Fine, so, fine, fine. I guess people forgive, but that's a lot to forgive. That is a lot to forgive. I, and is... I do have to question the Force. Like, hey, how come you get to forgive the death of everyone else? But Yeah, like, everybody's dead. It's yeah. not just one person. <laughs> right, right. It's the entire planet was just screened out all at once. Um, But yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, I really like that about Sanderson's. And it, again, it it does. That is kind of like the strong part of a strong or hard magic system. I mean, because, you know, you have rules that you abide by. And because of that, it can it keeps. Uh, it, it keeps the, uh, the power scaling a little bit more grounded and reliable and like mm-hmm. you can kind of see it's like because. I think if you have a soft magic system and you already have characters that don't die, that would make my um, enjoyment of the fight scenes even less. Yeah, it's like they hacks. can't. It's like they can't die because they have hacks. But it's like yeah. that's not what and we even want. If they don't have hacks. You know the hacks are going to be used around them. Like for example, if you had a soft magic system and you already had a uh, character style that like where characters don't die, then I'm even less interested because I know that if like he's just going to overcome by quote like the power of will or something stupid right right and i really hate which doesn't happen yeah because it's like okay power of will is cool and all but if you have a bullet in your chest there's only so much willpower that you can yeah you're just gonna fall over yeah yeah it's like i mean you got blood leaking into your lungs dog like willpower is not your is not what you need right now you need to breathe you need a doctor (laughs) a paramedic uh is what you need um but so i mean that's that's why I like hard magic system because 
in those shows, like anime is notorious for this. Yes, I know. My favorite anime is extremely notorious no, for us. Thanks. It's not just your favorite anime, dude. It, this is just a common occurrence in a lot of animes <clears> because, <throat> and, and I'm not saying it's not enjoyable. It is enjoyable, but this is the issue with a lot of anime. Um, is that like, oh, he got cornered. You have a soft magic system. And he's like, oh, well, he just developed this god laser beam because <laughs> he's why? because he because he has a willpower too it's like come on he has a willpower too so because of that he just you know he now he's yeah. a god beam like not gonna happen yeah it's a bit much so i don't um because of stuff like that i don't like that combination especially in book form whereas with you know naruto action like for all my gripes at the show, Naruto action is fantastic to watch. So even if you not worry that a character is going to die and there is a like soft magic system, basically to Naruto, um, it's still at the very least enjoyable. The thing with reading it is that like, there's no visual, <laughs> there's no visual part of it. So you have already lost some of the excitement around it. I think so that that's, that's my thing. Um, I, I mean, I can agree with you on that. It, 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 it at least, at least when you're watching, you do have some visual, but when you're reading, sometimes it's hard for people that aren't, um, I can almost, lack of the word, have a better imagination. You know, that kind of puts them at a disadvantage when reading the book. It could be less interesting, I guess you could say. Yeah. No, it definitely, in my opinion, it definitely does. Uh, but that's not the case here. Um, right, right. <laughs> the other thing, Dalinar, he becomes a bondsmith. And, and he that bonds is so the sick. Freaking Stormfather himself. Dude, are you so happy? Dude, I mean, that's come so on. Cool. Like, and but but he has to forgo shard blades. Which uh, I think well, is very interesting. I think, and obviously I don't know, but I there's gonna be a time where Dalinar is gonna need the Stormfather as a shard blade. Like, got there has to be. There's no other way because he keeps like why would Sanderson put that in there if it doesn't become extremely important later? Like holy crap, the Stormfather so, became a shard blade. So can, so to my understanding, I don't know if there was a, something saying that he couldn't. So I you may be right, you know, because they never said that he couldn't become a shard blade. They just uh But you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. Branderson, Sanderson Branderson Sanderson <laughs> didn't take out of the equation because he never said he couldn't. He yeah, just said no, he I agree. won't. I agree. No, I 100% agree with that a lot. Um, because, you know, I think... Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Stretching there. Um, it wouldn't make sense that he couldn't. Right? Because he, uh, the Stormfather is basically the spren of the Almighty, if I understand it correctly. So... Right. The, the godly stuff is where I start getting confused of it because just the way he defines uh, certain things and he defines the deity system in his world is a little bit different than I'm used to. So the what? It's I'm sorry. The deity system. I just came up with that phrase myself. It's like it's just the, the pantheon. Way that, yeah, the pantheon, the way that the pantheon works. Right. The concept of, oh, I'm uh, I don't know the just the concept of he's a shadow of god like he's not he's he said he's kind of like the spren of he's a sliver yeah so like it just imagine it like this imagine it that you have a ball of clay your clay is the only thing in existence well the clay wants to recreate so the clay takes off a piece of itself 
and says, you know what, I'm going to make a mold this. So it makes a mold of what it wants, and then it's created. So it's kind of like he wanted children because what's the point of a, a, a god if he's not going to create? At least that's my thought. So he creates, and he makes himself a child imperfect because it can't be perfect because the whole ball of clay is technically perfect. You know what I'm saying? I kind of get it. Um, but to my understanding, that's how you would describe the people of Roshar in relation to the Allfather. Well, could, aren't they? Because don't, right. don't doesn't but, everybody so have a point so of a messenger? I'm talking about the connection for the Stormfather in relation to the Allfather. Like, I understand that he's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. Oh, but what about this? He's technically a piece, right? So, I mean, is he just a piece of the shard? Let's just say there's one full shard and a piece of that breaks off. Mm -hmm. Technically. I mean, that wouldn't that what it would be because he's just a piece. And then little pieces of that are also taken off to make sprint. Right. Okay. Yeah, and that that's why how I understood it as well. It just Okay. Yeah, no, it's I don't know. It's it's not the u the usual stuff where like um in the way that a lot of the Abrahamic religions just define as like God and then create universe. Yes. That's it. This the is a little bit more deeper in the actual like you said, like Pantheon, I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Um So like Yeah, and like you said, the Abrahamic religions, they're, they're again, one god, but there's other entities that God has created within his realm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, And so the Allfather, do you think that he is... Oh, this is weird. Um, Allfather is dead for sure, but Stormfather is not. Oh, sorry, yeah. the Almighty. I keep saying Allfather. <laughs> Odin. Uh, the Almighty is dead for sure, right? But the Stormfather so, is... We, we know that the Almighty can die. That's my thing. I, I don't know. Can can a shard really die? Because in Mistborn, did he die or did he just go to the next realm? Um, You're asking good questions. I don't really know. Because uh, isn't the next realm that isn't... Yeah, I mean... Dadesmar? Like, isn't so, the mean, next realm technically the Tranquan Halls? Are, are you talking about like... Ati and um Yeah yeah so like look so you so, have so yeah yeah so that's what I'm saying like so they died like for all intents and purposes like, yes next realm heaven hell all the good stuff yeah whatever. all that whatever so they're for all intents and purposes dead so I'm so that's my question the Almighty is the shard itself right and he is dead dead like he's on the next realm but his friend the Stormfather is still around and so, I mean, in a way, doesn't that kind of make uh, Dalinar the a shard? In a way, right? Because that would make everybody that has a sprint a shard as well. Or a piece of it. I suppose. Or they just bonded with a piece of the shard, so their souls are connected, per se. I, I see it, yeah, I see it more in the, in the sense that, like, you know, Almighty had a sprint which is the Stormfather, and now Dalinar has that exact same friend bonded to him, so he's in a way a shard. That's that's the connection that I'm trying to make. Right. But he so obviously like, doesn't have that shard hood. So he has like... No, he's no Sacid. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. There's only one harmonium. Um, I know it, baby. Or sorry, harmony. Uh, so what? Like, it's like having the weapon, like the sword of God, without having the God's powers in a way. I like just the having the way. hilt. You just yes. got the hilt. You yeah, don't yeah. got the sword. No, no, he does have the sword, right? Because he has the, the shard. I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm being unnecessarily pedantic. I think it, like, he does have the sword. He just doesn't have the powers that go with it. He doesn't have whatever that shard is, and I honestly don't remember. Which, okay, son of Tanavast, son of honor. So Almighty is Tanavast. I'm guessing that's his name, kind of like Laras and Ati were the names of those shards, right? So Tanavast. Um, I don't know. Child of Honor. And Honor is does that mean the <laughs> shard's name is Honor? The actual well, that's the that would you call it a virtue? That would be it's. So like the way I see the shards are they're all pieces of a whole, right? So for creation to happen, all of the shards have to be not obviously not this is true, but like I would think that all like true creation. All of the shards have to be together because they create the perfect shard being, mm -hmm. per se. So, I mean, they all got names, so they all picked up a shard, per se. So, I mean, assuming Tanavas would be the original. Right. Yeah, I think I do think Tanavas is of the original because, to my understanding, Stormlight takes place before Mistborn. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, yeah, Tanavas was definitely one of the original 16. Yeah, and we don't even know some of the 16, along with, we don't even, most of them aren't even alive anymore. Their power got absorbed or Yeah, or combined or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if you have, like, a special, because, like, because obviously we've figured out that Cosmere is just the realm between Physical and spiritual. So is the spiritual realm the Tranquiline Halls? The Tranquiline Halls, to my understanding, is like their... Under, I don't know understanding is the right word. Is their... Understanding the spiritual realm. Yeah, is their, like, quote-unquote heaven. Their... Like, what's a Viking? Valhalla. Valhalla. Right? right, so this is their, quote-unquote, Valhalla. So... Which is pretty cool, not yeah, gonna lie. So this is how they define it. It, it's a religion's way of like, uh, sh like describing it to their followers, and even <laughs> just the way that it describes the Tranquiline Halls, it's very reminiscent of the Valhalla style of you know, yeah, we're soldiers, and you know, if you fight and die bravely in battle, then you isn't this kind of what this is based off of? That's I'm pretty sure. Um, no, so to my understanding, um, the Alethi culture is based off the Mongol. Uh, at least in the warlike stage, were they technically like, Vikings? Who? Mongols? No, I don't think they were technically Vikings. They were Viking-like in the sense that they were uh, raiders and whatnot. But um, fair enough, fair enough. I yeah, understand your point. He was saying it. Uh, I think Sanderson was saying it more so in the sense that uh, the Mongols they had raided, they had expanded this massive empire and then they didn't really know how to rule it. And that, that was very much how the Colon dynasty kind of is right. Like Gavilar united this, these, what is it? 11 kingdoms? 10 kingdoms. Yeah. 
something like that. He united these kingdoms, and then he didn't really know how to to do anything with it, you know? Like, uh, he doesn't know how to rule. He doesn't know how to govern. He doesn't know how to take care of its people. And that was, Gavilar, for all intents and purposes, was attempting to do that. He was trying. Uh, but, you know, and, and honestly, Robert Baratheon was the same way, right? Like, he was a great soldier. He was a great conqueror. But he was a terrible king. The two are not the same thing. Um, one is killing, one is ruling. The, the, they're not related in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah. I, um, Oh, yeah. So, Shalon, the whole Uri Thiru thing was kind of cool. Shalon, like, figuring out that, you know, the center place, that the plateau in the Shattered Plains is where whatever the last desolation happened and that's what caused that like the cracks and whatnot and she opened like a portal to urithiru so do you think urithiru is accessible without a portal like is it physically capable like you just go there if you just drill deep or if you climb up to this one mountain ledge you, you should be able to get to it but the easier way to do it is through this portal Hello. Yeah, I think it's easier to access through the portal, but I do think it's on the map. Okay. Yeah, no, I that Where is it then, do you think? Cuz if it is accessible physically, where would it be? It makes sense the portal is it's got to be somewhere extremely well guarded and high up. Watch it be like right under Shalon's house or something. Oh my gosh, dude, that would be so. I'd be so upset. Um, speaking of Shalon's house, her siblings are kidnapped and being held by the Ghost Bloods, and the Ghost Bloods have right. figured out that she is the uh, what? Uh, she is. She was Shalon the entire time, which I thought was kind of yeah. She wasn't Veil, which I think was bound to happen. So, you know. why do you say that? You don't think she could have kept it up? I think she could have kept it up, but no, actually, no, I don't think she could have kept it up. I think eventually she would have let something slip because being a spy is difficult work, especially when you're being very active as a spy like that. So, for those of you who want to know, um, there is a podcast called uh, The Jordan Harbinger Show, and then there's a spy in there, and Spy work is very boring. It's not very active. You kind right. of just sit around and you're supposed to just passively listen and you're not supposed to be very invasive. Right. Because that becomes suspicious and then that's how you blow your cover. So realistically speaking, I think she would not have been able to maintain it because because she was too involved. Was so yeah, she was very involved and very uh, asking a lot of questions and she was directly um, interacting with the ghost bloods and like you know getting missions and exchanging intel and whatnot so they'd eventually since they're a spy community themselves they exactly yeah that, that was gonna come out now have I mean, we figured out who the leader of the ghost bloods was yet i don't think um, so i don't think so now i understand the diagram okay so that is something we need to talk about the diagram too so to my understanding moash and his people were are under the diagram as well the way that i interpreted that yeah i read it correctly so i was kind of right it is two kind or wait 
I think so. Yes, you're right. right. So, so I was kind of right in the sense that it was two different chapters within the. Um, it's two different chapters within the same group that is verse one trying to kill Dalinar and the other one trying to kill Elokar. So, but I think they the, lied to Moash and his. The one wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You said one group, which is ran by who? Who? Who do we know that's in? So I know the we know the Taravangian is part of the, the the diagram. Yes. Right. So Taravangian wants he's the one who has hired uh, more like enslaved Seth Sunson Valano. Yes. And he wants to kill Delnar because right. he wants to quote unite them. And right. Moash thinks that he's also serving the diagram alongside Graves. And they wanted to kill Elokar because they wanted to put Dalinar on the throne. Now, in my opinion, I think Moash and Graves are being lied to as to like, oh, you know, we just want to kill Elokar and then we'll give it to the more rightful ruler, which is Dalinar. But I think they're being lied to so that like manipulated, like, you know, what, mm. what do you think on that? Um... Well, it kind of surprised me. The Teravangian thing really caught me off guard. Um, I actually didn't expect that at first. Um, but for some reason, I think... I just think if they were all the same group, even though faction, I think they would have the same task. You know what I mean? I got it. They wanted to kill separate people, so like, you think they're still part of the same group. Right? Yes. Diagram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, why would they kill the same? Why wouldn't they kill the same person? Why would they kill them both? Like, who would they put on the throne if they did that? I think the idea is that Taravangian wanted Elokar dead uh, to kill the current king, and then he also wants Dalinar dead so that he kills any, uh, you know, rightful successor. Which, to be honest, he'd need to kill Adolin as well and Renarin. But beyond that. I think the idea is that he kills them and then he takes the throne in the same way that he took Kharbran, no, not Kharbran, uh, Yaakoved. Yaakoved. Right, in that one of those uh, interludes. Right. So I think that's uh, that was his idea, that he killed both. Now, he lied to Moash and Graves, or I don't know if Graves is in on it as well, but the idea there was that he needs Moash to kill Elokar because he already has a grudge against him, so might as well just use him for his means and then right. probably dispose of him later. Or most likely he dies in the process of the assassination anyways. Do you think Moash will make a comeback to the bridge forward? Do you think he's no. just done? I think he's done. I think he has to. And I'll be honest with you, I prefer it that way. I want him to be done. I don't want everyone to be redeemed. There are some people... I think you it's make a choice, a you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, I think there's some people that would... Uh, for, for, the, for the purpose, the quality of the story, I think it's better if you just... Um, Leave some people, yeah, leave some people to be irredeemable or, you know, they're not irredeemable, but they just don't make the correct choice, right? Like, right. He, Moash could come back. He's not beyond forgiving, right? Like, he hasn't still done anything that can't be forgiven. He attempted to kill Moash, but he didn't go follow through with it, right? So he's, he's not beyond the point of no return, but I don't want him to return is my point. I want yes. him to stay the conflicted evil, maybe not become mustache truly evil, but I, I don't think him. he's evil. I think he's just confused. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that kind of confusion can lead to some great villain work. 
Villanescus. Yeah. So I, I do like that. And I hope that Sanderson kind of doubles down on that because I do like Moash as a character a lot. Yeah, and it would be it would be cool to see if he if it comes to fruition like Mo, maybe Moash and Kaladin fight at the end. Like I'm talking about yes. the end of Rhythm of War for some reason or another. Yeah, I can see that. I um I do want to talk about the fake god death with Yasna where Yasna is like dead Alive. and not really. Um okay. Generally speaking, I despise fake out deaths. They're way worse in TV shows and movies because they make it so obvious. Right. Because they don't show you the body, right? Or it's just like, oh, he got crushed by boulders. Oh, he got swallowed by an avalanche. It's like, I know. Yeah, he's in the river somewhere. Right. He got drowned in the river, even though you don't actually see him drown. It's like, okay. Right. I'm not, I'm not dumb. So I do, yeah. I hate fake out deaths in shows and movies, but in books, I, I am not as um, cynical about it, it, but I still hate it then. I still hate it then. But this book did it the best I've ever seen, which oh. is they really made me believe that she was dead. I, the only reason I didn't buy it is because again, the whole shades thing in the spiritual realm. So, and you know, we see Kaladin come back to life in, uh, everything what is it secret history yeah <laughs> um, essentially so i the, the it was set in stone already right the whole the concept of you know the concept of coming back to life th- this is a pre-established thing the precedence was set by kaladin so i'm not upset about that and right now, and wait kaladin sorry uh kelsier oh okay Right, Kelsey are coming back in Secret History. That's uh, it, right, right, the right. Precedent, so I'm I'm cool with that. So on the magic system level, that no laws were broken there, which again, that's one of Sanderson's specialties. And beyond even that, on a narrative level, I really enjoyed it because it allowed Shalon to grow as a character, mm-hmm. independent of her teacher. And now, her teacher effectively gets to come back, maybe not necessarily to her, but still has some impact on the world. Mm-hmm. I hope she doesn't come back in the physical realm because I think that should be a unless they figure out some magic system again with Kelsier to bind her soul to something else. Like Wait, who? Her or him? Her. Yes, no. Like Kelsier, Wait. they pretty much brought, brought back to life at the end of Secret History by like binding. Right, but his... you're just saying if. Yeah, I, I I don't want her to come back until they follow those same rules, which I know that they would if they need to, but I, I kind of prefer her to remain in the cognitive realm or the spiritual realm or whatever it is. But she's still alive. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to know how it is that she did that because Kelsier, Kelsier stayed alive by punching God in the face. Right, so, but Yasna... You want it. You wanted to follow same same principles in the Cosmere if, as yeah, I'm... yeah. Because that's how you maintain continuity, right? But right. In a way, if they don't, I'm okay with them uh, keeping her in the spiritual realm because it just doesn't make sense. Cognitive realm. Or yes, God. You guys it's know co- what I'm talking about. It's I'm, called Shadesmar, right? Right. I, I'm mixing up the names of Kelsey Kaladin and Shadesmar and all that. Right, because yeah. Kaladin had a hard system to come back to life. 
Okay, yeah. So we didn't need to talk about that. He does die, right, Kaladin, at one point here in this last section? No. You're talking about Kelsier? Kelsier, yes. Yeah, yeah, Kelsier does. No, Kaladin. Oh, yeah. He dies. Uh, Zeth, son, son, Volano. But then somebody brings him back to life. Right, right. So Zeth coming back to life through a Fabriol, you don't think it's fair for Yasna to come back to life without a, without something? The Fabriol thing needs to be expanded upon, in my opinion, at that point, then. Because it feels a bit cheap. Well, all he said was that it, it, it allows, it connects your soul back to your body, pretty much. Yeah, but it feels a bit too easy, especially considering everything that old boy Spook had to go through. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I just think I think that I think that there's ways to jump in and out of Shades Mar, but they're just not nice. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, okay. I can see that. And Shades Mar does look kind of scary and like, you know, you can fall too far into it right. or something like that. And we do know that you can get in Sage Mar easily. There is an easy way. Yes. Yes, the is. perpendicularity. Yeah, uh, Shalon's done it a handful of times, in fact. In fact, how, that's how she survived the assassination attempt, or assassination on Oh, herself. oh. Well, yeah, okay, so that I'm talking about, but I'm saying that it explains that through, through like, the perpendicularities, you can reach Shagemar. Like, if you, I don't know, like, the Well of Ascension or whatever, remember Hoyd? Yeah. He was jumping in and out mm. of Shagemar. That's the only way you can get from place to place. That's how you quickly. do the world hopping. Yeah, that's they they didn't technically explain it, but you can put two and two together if you understand that when you hear about Shadesmar, it's just it's just the realm between. Because if you look at secret history, they mention the Pure Lake. Yes. And that is obviously in Roshar. Right. So you'd have to think that there's a perpendicularity that they can go through easily. That's how Hoyd gets around. He just pays the boatman. I feel like I need to watch a YouTube video on this because it uh, it helps if I visualize this. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if they had an animated YouTube video. They better start making a Mistborn TV show. Dude, an animated version of Stormlight would be, like, gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if they somebody soul-casted? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's my empire. But um, I don't have really anything else left to talk about unless you do. Um, one thing. So we haven't gotten much about the other orders of Knights Radiant. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like you said, that they couldn't all be good or bad because they all had their own agendas. I mean, that's at least what was they say in the books. You know what I mean, like they have their own agenda. You know, at least that's what I've gotten from it because they're not all the same. At least that's a little bit we know of them. So, do you think there's a bad Knights Radiant? Like, do I'm you think s- there's going to be an evil one? Listen, when you got 10 kids, I'm sure there's at least going to be one or two that are just. I'll let you know in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you got <laughs> 20 years, you got 10 kids. Oh, uh, yeah, when you got that many kids, there's going to be one or two that's just, you want to punch in the face every time you see them. You love them, but you just got to punch them in the face. And so, yeah, I am sure that there's, if not one Radiant, like, uh, Orders, then maybe one Herald. Um, 
I mean, at this point, Talon might have gone bad too, simply not necessarily that he's bad, but just because he's gotten insane fighting for so long. Because, you know, the mind's supposed to break at some point. Right. Uh, but, yeah. So, the only thing I can say is there's no way it's my order of will shapers because that's, that's my people, and there's no way it can be them. And if it is, then it I'm is. all in on bad, all right? I'm on yep, I knew it. I I'm knew you'd do it. I'm on at that point. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm loyal, all right? But, yeah. That's good, though. I mean, we both kind of have different views on it, but... I do think, I do think the unite them thing was more sort of for the knights radiant. I think that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Instead of the nations, it's just the knights radiant that need to be united. Obviously, that probably comes with some nation nation I joining. That. I could see that. that. That probably makes more sense on an epic fantasy level than anything else. But no, seeing an evil one. I mean, both options if he wrote them in there would probably be good. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, you know, it's not like they're mutually exclusive. Maybe to unite the Knights Radiant, you, you're looking at different ways of thinking, which comes with different countries and nations and cultures. Absolutely. That's good. This has been awesome. These past two books have been great. Yep. Um, I want to read all of them right now. So do I. Well, that all about covered from us for that episode. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Mm-hmm.